Hello and welcome to Michigan and Other Mayhem. Today we have a piddly podcast for you. The piddly podcasts are mini filler podcasts and these include things like correction, fan base contact shout outs, and short stories. And today we have short stories. What's your, do you have one? Yeah, I have one. What's yours? I'm actually going to be talking about the ebb and ice caves in the Upper Peninsula. Oh, okay. Oh, by the way, I'm Allie. And I'm Jen. Oops. Okay, how about, I have two, so do you want me to do like first and third? Or do you have two piddly podcasts? No, I just have one. All right, so I'll go first, and then I'll go last. Okay. All right. So, well, first of all, did you know that we have um, 12 Native American tribes in Michigan? I did not know that. I did not know that either. I would have, If you would have just made me guess a number, I would have gone like five. What about you? Yeah, probably somewhere around there. Yeah, no, we have 12. And I'm going to do the Wendigo. Okay. But the problem is, you could tell that it's Caucasian people trying to tell a Native American story because there's like 18 different versions. And I was trying to find like a tribal reference so I could know that this is the right story, but I couldn't find it. So hmm. here is what I was able to find. So it shows it as, El- some say it was Algonquin, say it- some say it's a Chippewa myth. But somewhere in the Great Lakes state, they do have the legend of the Wendigo. It's either A, uh, an evil man-eating giant. That's scary. Okay, that's scary. Or be a human that's possessed by an evil spirit. That's pretty scary. Um, And the Wendigo is a single entity, but it can possess more than one person at a time. Or it's just straight up an evil spirit that can assume like a human form or like a corporal form. When the demon Wendigo does assume a physical form, it looks emaciated with a stag skull head and sunken eyes. It smells like death and corruption. And it looks like it's constantly decaying. It's about... 15 feet tall, fast. It has heightened sentences, sense, sentences. Yeah, it does. He has really well formed sentences. Uh, it after you. Yeah, he uses no. all his punctuation, no grammar mistakes whatsoever. Yeah. That's so great. <laughs> I know. Actually, he has heightened senses and endurance. He's immune to even the harshest climates, and he can mimic human voices and uses the sounds to lure people to it. Which is something that actually is in my nightmares that there's a monster out there that sounds like you know, like a crying baby or something, so you'll go look to see what it is, and then it eats you. But um, the origin... They're messed up dreams. Is, I know. <laughs> That's why they're called, I think, nightmares. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so if you feel like your nightmares aren't interesting enough, do look up pictures of uh, the Wendigo. But the origin story is that the Wendigo was once a lost hunter who resorted to cannibalism during a brutal winter. So he ate his fellow hunters. Hmm. And after consuming the flesh, he turned into a crazed monster who began roaming the forest. He's searching for more people to eat because his hunger is never satisfied. His punishment for eating human flesh was like an insatiable hunger. So no matter how many people he eats, he always feels hungry. (laughs) And the moral of the story is, because he's like the boogeyman of the native people, should you commit the sins of selfishness, gluttony, or cannibalism, you could be turned into the Wendigo as punishment or become possessed by it. And you'll suffer cannibalistic urges that will never be sated. And it's meant to remind children to think of the community and not be selfish. I think about it if someone's like, that's like basically saying the boogeyman in your closet's going to come and get you if you don't act right. And I'd be like, all right. I'm thinking a lot of people around here are going to be possessed. <laughs> right? We have to watch out for a lot of Wendigos. Yeah. Yeah. Might be. What do you have? So mine is not really a short story. Mine's mm. about a neat place okay. to visit in the Upper Peninsula. Nice. I stumbled upon Jason Asseline. Okay, how do you spell it? A-S-S-E-L-I-N. Okay. He has a YouTube channel. The gentleman lives in the Upper Peninsula and films interesting things uh, around where he lives. Okay. 
one of the things that he filmed was the Eben Ice Caves. That's E-B-E-N Ice Caves. They're located north of Eben Junction in the, I'm not really sure how to pronounce this, but it's Hiawatha oh, National yeah. Forest. Good how job. How do you pronounce it? Hiawatha. Oh, it is? Really? Yeah. Yeah. High five to me. Yeah, high five to you. <laughs> um, the ice caves are formed by groundwater. The snow melts, runs over the edge, and it freezes. Visitors can take long It's a long hike. It's almost one mile hike, but you have to have um, your snow cleats. It's uh, not like a flat. Okay. You're going up and down and okay. icy to get to this area okay. where these ice caves form. So it's a hike to get to the, even the ice yeah. caves. Nice. But it looked really cool. We'll put a link to his YouTube video. Oh, that'd be cool. On the show notes. But totally somewhere we need to go and visit. Do you, then you have to go over the Mackinac Bridge. And is it Mackinac or Mackinac? It is Mackinac. Are you sure? Absolutely. I went to Mackinac Island and stayed at the Grand Hotel. And they called it Mackinac. Mackinac it is, Bridge. Yes, it's the Mackinac Bridge. I know. I was watching a interview Jeff Daniels did, and yeah. he called it the Mackinac <gasps> Bridge. Well, Jeff shouldn't have done that. Jeff shouldn't Sam, have done that. I'm just telling you. I don't know what's true. Well, I mean, I'm going to trust you. Trust me on this but, one. So we have to go over that bridge, and I have a very bad fear of bridges. Oh, yeah. So, but <laughs> we can go in December. Okay, I was going to say, maybe when um, we're going over the bridge, you could just stay huddled on the floorboard. You should be safe down there. That's what I'm thinking. Or just throw me in the trunk. Yeah. Or we could just um, wait till you fall asleep and then drive. I probably would be asleep by then. Yeah. It's probably hours. Yeah. It's, oh, it's not that long to get there. I have to use the bathroom a lot. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> and then we have to stop off for bathroom breaks and snacks. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know I got to eat every couple hours. I need to eat every like 15 minutes. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. What's your next one? All right. So I have an urban legend. I love urban legends. All right. And I don't want to. Um, oh, it's, it's a grim one, though. I mean, usually urban legends aren't known for being funny. You know what I mean? Correct. Okay, so this takes place in Rockford, Michigan, and I don't want anybody to get confused because there is a prominent family that lives in the area. Now, the last name of the serial killer urban legend is F-R-I-S-K-E. I don't know if that's Frisk or like Frisky or Friskay. 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 Is that how we're going to say it? Yeah. Friskay it is now. And there's a road with the same name by that bridge. In real life, there is a road and a bridge. But Elias Friskay, the murderer in the story, is actually not a real person. There is the, a family with that last name, but nobody with the first name Elias in the family. This is an urban legend. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a narrow metal bridge, footbridge in Rockford, Michigan, that crosses over the river, um, the River Rouge. <laughs> I was getting all fancy for a minute yeah. there. <laughs> the roof, roof, roof. That's great. I know, no. No, you sound like me. Oh, sorry. The I rouge. off on you. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh, it crosses over the Rouge River in the middle of the woods. It's replaced. Um, it replaced a stone bridge that was once the site of a slaughter. And here's the tale. Okay. During the 1800s, some children in the area began to disappear. Worried townspeople decided to organize uh, search parties to check out the wooded areas. They asked kindly old Elias Friske to watch over the children. He told the children that he didn't want to lose any of them, so he tied them together before going for a walk. He then walked them out into the woods towards the river. When the children reached the bridge, they noticed a horrible smell. 
That's when Elias, Elias uncovered a few shallow graves showing the kids the bodies of their missing friends. The children were bound together so it was too hard for them to run away. No one heard their cries for help because nobody was searching that area. He killed them one by one, throwing their bodies into the river after death. By now the parents had noticed the missing children and began to search the area by the river. They found their children's bodies floating in the river and there were footsteps leading deeper into the woods. When they made it to Friske, he was covered in blood. He was babbling, telling everyone that a demon made him do it. The parents used the rope that Elias had used to tie up the children to hang him from the bridge. Once he was dead, the river's water swelled up, snapping the rope and pulling his body away. His body was never seen again. The bridge is real, but the story is an urban legend. The current bridge looks like a long, flat metal grate. It's about two feet wide and it has no handrails. The legend still stands that if you stay in the middle of the bridge at midnight, you may hear children laughing, screaming, or crying. The sounds of footsteps crossing the bridge have been reported, and a ghost with red glowing eyes can be seen in the area. That's scary. That is scary. It's always creepy. So why did the urban legend start? Oh, that I don't know. That's a good question, but I couldn't find anything. Like, Uh, yeah, because they didn't want their kids to go there or something? Yeah. Oh, good point. All I could find was, oh, to to that bridge, all I could find was, you know, just the same urban legend over and over again. You know, if you, you could find 14 articles with the same words. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Hmm. All right. So that's it for Michigan Another Mayhem. You've been listening to Michigan Another Mayhem with Allie. And Jen. Connect with us at Michigan Another Mayhem to join the conversation, access show notes, find site links, correct us when necessary, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Bye-bye now. <laughs>